Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the 9th of June. I was going to say July. I had to like catch myself. What month are we in? Even with the changes, even with coming back, even with all of that, I think it finally kicked in. Remember when I said at the beginning of this, if you want to change a habit, start now because by the end of it, it's going to be a habit because we change, we take about two months to really go into a new rhythm in a new way. And it's been almost three, actually March 15th to April 15th to May 15th to June 15th. And we're almost there and we're not completely open yet, at least not in LA. And now I'm used to not thinking about what day it is. And the only reason why I know Saturdays is because we don't have a show. And then Sunday, I know that I don't have a show, but then I know Monday. So those three days, I pay attention differently, and then I come back to this, what day is it mode. So it's so interesting. So it is Tuesday, the second day of the week, and we're talking about schools going back. And I know there's three islands that um, eradicated COVID. Uh, One of them was New Zealand. One of them is um, British Columbia, the little island, and you have to take a ferry. They stopped everything. So anyone who stopped people from coming in is pretty much able, was able to stop it, although they don't know yet if with all the riots and all these things that we had going on, whether or not it's going to spread. So a lot of question marks, but life is trying to go back the way it was or maybe a new way, but we will figure all that out as we go along. It's just so interesting to watch everything unfold. And when they say we're in this together, it's that nobody really has better answers than someone else. But I do want to focus today on how the ego introduces thoughts that sound great, like I should be doing this or we should be doing that, because I had an insight You know, I've been writing more and obviously listening more um, directly with Christ. He's like really, really active right now. And I was trying to figure out how people can take a thought that everyone else knows is not so great and run with it. And we're all looking at it going, that's no way. But then they keep saying it and saying it and saying it. And then everyone's just like, well, that's okay. Because now we've heard it. We've thought it out. We've heard their arguments. But we do that to ourselves. We say, I can't do that. 
And then we keep playing that we can't do that. So there's a trick to how ego works. And that's what I got, like, I want to say intel on. I feel like I'm the secret service with Christ here. But there's a reason why our ego gets away with so many, like, illusionary thoughts that you can turn into real. And they look like they're helpful, but they're not real good in your best interest. And yet we make deals with our ego all the time. I'll just do this once. I won't tell anyone I'm doing this. I'll conceal what my intentions are. I'll blame everyone else. Deny, deny, deny. And we go on and on with that. But what gives us that confidence, enough confidence to try to pull it off? Because isn't it crazy? Sometimes people tell you an idea and they're all gung-ho and you're listening and you're going, you might want to rethink that. But there's a reason why our ego gets away with it. What happens is when we're by ourselves and we're thinking and that voice in our head starts showing up and it reminds us of everything that didn't work out and it reminds us because it has to start somewhere. So it starts with your vulnerability that you may not feel as good as other people. You may not feel as educated as other people. You might not feel in big, huge quotes normal as other people or your family situation may be different or whatever the reason it says see something is wrong with you and because something's wrong with you you are entitled to try to get whatever it is you think you want this way because honestly You're not good enough to get it by normal channels, whatever that means. So take this shortcut. Here, I'll work with you. If you take this shortcut, yeah, it'll mean you backstab this person, or it'll mean you have to cheat over here, or it'll mean you have to doctor this up over here, but nobody will know. And you're like, you really think no one will know? And I could be this great person to others? or appear so, the minute you just have that little bit of an interaction with ego, it's just going to take you to step two. Just mosey you down the, the pike, the little assembly line of its little ways. Because our ego, it's the product of our emotions and our thoughts and our memories that we've accumulated over our whole entire life. The reason it gets away with it is because we don't interrupt it. When we're alone and we're thinking, there's no sound around us. No one's talking to us. There's no TV. There's nothing to interrupt our thought, so our thought gets away with trying to figure itself out. And then it starts to sound good. Maybe not the first time. 
but the fifth time or the sixth time. When we have no sound, remember when Christ said a lot happens when things are quiet? Well, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. So when we are our most vulnerable, it's when we're alone. Because we don't replace the voice. You know when they say rewrite the tape? And I always thought that was just such a, I don't know, cliche. Because we can't rewrite what's there. But we can face it. Because that time that we have where we feel like, okay, I can run my little tape right now. That voice is what we can turn around. Why are we allowing the deepest, most negative feelings we have about ourselves or even the people around us? We think about that instead of anything else that could serve us better in that time. So I asked, why do we do that? And Christ said, so easily. Because we're not aware that we can challenge that voice. And challenging it doesn't mean you can't punch it. It's invisible. You can't run away from it. It's in your head. You can distract it. But if you don't understand how to talk to it, it will continue to talk to you because it generally has no opposition. Anything else. If you see a broken table, you could probably prop up the leg if you want and continue to use the table, but you know the table is broken and that you will have to replace it at some point and that if you put too much on it, it can still fall. That's how fragile the table is. And the same thing with our mind, only we call that triggers. Oh, that triggers me. Oh, when somebody tells me, shush, I feel like I want to I wanna scream. So just being aware of the fact that we, we, We know when it is our ego because it's always, you know, something that's going to give us anxiety if we actually did it until we start getting convinced to do it. And then we think we're going to get away with it because the ego is that powerful. But the ego's introduction comes in so quietly that when we're younger, we don't even know the difference between us and something that comes into us from the outside. But we can point the finger back because it points at us. You're not good enough. It's got that like wagging finger. And I always say, you know, it's like the bully. And would you let a bully get away with it? And then I have the crowd of the world that says, we are not our ego. We are not this. We are not even human. We are not even a soul. We're not even in a body. What? And I'm like, okay, but 
okay, let's let's be realistic about what we're dealing with here. Because theories and what we think ultimately we can argue all day because there is no answer. We just argue about it. We just mentally massage or our intellect wants to have those conversations. And that's a whole different paradigm of thought. But what do we do today? What if you like are just cleaning something and you have this awful thought? And then you're like, where did that come from? And why did I think that? That's not me. Why did I think that? And then you want to know why. But instead of saying why and trying to figure out what's wrong with you, because that's how it gets in, say, that is completely not my thought. And wherever you came from, I don't even think like that. So thanks for being obvious. Because you can't ignore the voice because it's going to keep trying. You can't distract yourself because it's going to come back. Those are just like temporary put-offs, right? But what if when you hear those little silly thoughts, you say, hey, to yourself, self, I'm a beginner at this. And my mindset is pretty darn good. The things I think about doing are generally positive. The things I think about, it's because I always want to be better. So I'm going to focus on my effort, not the outcome. Because the ego gets us on the outcome. Nobody likes you. Nobody will ever like you. You're bad, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're, and it goes on and on, and, and we let it. But if we don't focus on the outcome of what people will think, and we focus on our effort for what we're doing, our energy shifts, creates a positivity. It has, there is no backward to it. Whenever we try to do something, we cannot help but to propel forward. That's why Christ says over and over again, action is motivation. Motivation is not action. If you're motivated to do something and you don't do it, it never gets done. So you never get the outcome. Ego comes in. But if you start doing it and you're putting over the effort, now you are working with purpose over passion. Because we can have passion and do nothing about it all our lives. But when we see the purpose, like, hey, I feel better organize my things. Or I feel better when I make a list. It's not big stuff. For some people it could be, I feel better when my fridge is organized and clean. Or I feel better when my car is clean. I know these things sound like not big deal things. But if every day you walk to your car and every day it's dirty and messy inside, you're right at home if that's what's going on in your head. You're that holding your breath feeling, waiting for the day that you do these things. 
That's why action is motivation. That's why purpose, understanding purpose, works better than just saying, I have a passion. Because what happens to us is when we face and, and really like endure and entertain our passion, we find out we have many more feelings of passion towards other things as well, and we continue to grow living in that passion. But it, it connects and it starts getting into play when we can see our purpose. Why am I doing this? Makes me feel vital. It activates me. It motivates me. The other thing, you know how people always say, I don't want to talk about it because it won't happen. I don't want to tell anybody until I do it. I've even had people who were pregnant. And actually, I did it too, but I did it because I had a miscarriage the first time I was pregnant. And then I got pregnant again, and I thought, it's so devastating to tell people. And then they think you're pregnant, and two months later or three months later, they see you and you're not. And then it's like hurting all over again that you lost the baby when you hear it. It's not about what they think, but it's about you trying to protect that pain. But then I ended up telling everybody the same day I found out. But we try to protect. So what do we do is we go and we talk to people about what we're doing so that we can get comforted and we can feel like, okay, now that I told people, I have to do it. We're trying to force ourselves there. There's like the two schools of thought, right? Don't tell anyone. I'll show them, not tell them. And then there's the, I'll talk about it and that will activate me to do it. If you had to choose one, which I would just be normal about it, like, hey, I'm trying this. I will see if it works and I'm done. No pressure this way or that way. But the comfort, shun that comfort of trying to have to talk it to death. One way or the other, talk it to death, how you're not going to tell anyone in your mind. And every time you see someone, you're thinking, oh, I'm not telling them. Or you're the other side of it where you're just over talking. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Because now you walk away with tons of pressure. Shun that comfort. Put it aside. Sweep it under a rug. You don't need it. Ultimately, it is not a comfort. All you have to do is know your purpose. And know that effort is what you need, not your outcome. Because these things are the things that put ego in check. Because if you're trying and you have your effort forward, Ego can't come and say what the outcome is because there is no outcome. Your outcome is that every day you're doing your best. And ego can't really argue with that. But it can argue if you don't think you did your best. If you feel like you didn't get your outcome, then it can come in and say, ha ha, see, look, you put it off another day. Just typical you. You always do that. You never finish. And then all the always is and nevers start piling up and and try to bring you down. But there's another interesting part to this. A very interesting part. And that's how you decide 
how you're going to run your days at night. And I, I wrote something about this yesterday. If you sleep grateful, you wake up happy. And you may not make the connection. And I don't mean happy like you're gung-ho and, you know, you, you float out of bed. But I mean happy, you know, where you wake up, you're solid. It's not like, oh, my foot hurts, oh, my back hurts, oh, today hurts, oh, I don't want to do today, oh, it's going to start. And you're thinking that because now you've just beat your own self up and you allowed ego to rob you of another day. But let's say before you slept, How are you feeding your mind? You fed your body all day. You ran around all day. You did what you're doing every day. Now it's time to go to bed. And then you say, this is what I did today. Make a list. You'll be shocked how much you've done. Start with the morning. It'll feel like yesterday by the time you go to bed. And you're like, wow, I really did a lot today. Wow, I'm grateful, keyword, grateful. I had time to and make another list. I had time to think. I had time to take a nap. I had time to clean out the fridge. I had time to run to the store. I had time to read. I had time to work. Start seeing what's working. Then when you're done with that, the list of everything you've done, Then the grateful list. Now, look forward to tomorrow. So what do I want to do tomorrow? And go to bed. What you just did in that time takes less time than it actually takes to fall asleep had you not organized what's going on in your head. Because when we go to bed, our mind braces and it wants to say, you know, oh my God, I got this to do. I didn't do that. I didn't do this. And it's the whole list of the negative. And then you try to sleep and then you wonder why you have a nightmare. You wonder why you have a certain kind of dream. But the truth is, that's your personal inventory that nobody else in the world could know. That's your effort. That's your desires, that's your passion, that's your mindset, that's your comfort that lets you see your effort, knowledge it. It's like when somebody comes to you and says, I know you could do that. It's the same energy. I know you could do that. You've done it before. Why are you questioning yourself now? Well, this answers all of that because look what I've done today. Look what I had time to do today, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful that I got to eat this meal that I really loved. Oh, and this is what I would like to do tomorrow. And then the next day you wake up, and obviously something is going to fill your time, and you take note of what that is. It's like saying, hey, I noticed you today. Hey, I know you did this today. We start to see our own confidence become our confidence. Not just 
in certain places, but in every place. We start to feel that feeling when they say, I feel fulfilled, I feel content. It just starts coming into play. It doesn't announce itself like, oh, wow, you're content now. Oh, wow, you're doing great now. What it does is it just shows up in your behavior. When you talk to someone and they haven't started something yet, you be, you'll say you could do it because you did it. And you'll know they can do it. And that energy, that quiet understanding of knowing that you can do something has now truly helped someone else because you really did it. If you're that person who doesn't finish anything and you're pushing someone to finish something, they're going to hit the same stumbling block of energy that you have hit and accepted. Our ego comes in when the minute we feel like we haven't done what we should do. That's how it comes in. It's not hard for it to come in at all because a lot of us feel like we haven't done what we should do. And it's like, yay, I got myself a taker. And it comes right in and starts telling you, look at you. You have not done what you said you wanted to do, even if it was just to yourself. So put yourself down and here, I'll help. I'll help you. And then it helps you put yourself down. And then what do you do? You go out into the world, and the minute someone says something, you'll be like, why are you putting me down? First thing I think is, why am I putting you down? Why are you thinking I'm putting you down is my thought. Because I don't come to people putting them down. So if they accuse me of it, I know that they've already accused themselves of it. Because... I do make a list of what I do. So my brain knows I did my best. I may not have gotten any outcomes yet. I may have gotten an outcome here and an outcome there, but not one on the last 10 things. So I understand process. I do stop and say, God, thank you that I had enough money to go to the grocery store today and buy what I needed. I'm actually thankful for that because there was a day when I couldn't do that. And it was at the height of six children in my home and a six sick spouse. I never knew what it meant to run out of food, but I found out. So no matter what happens to me now, I'm grateful that I can go to a store and buy what I need. And every night... Just remembering that makes me feel successful. Every single night never gets old. Never gets old. Every single time I put an item in my cart that I know I couldn't buy a few years ago, I am grateful. Let alone adding it all up at night. And then what it does is it clears my mind so that when I put my head down to go to sleep, that's when I say goodnight to God, even though God doesn't need me to say goodnight. I need me to say goodnight. I love that connection. 
And when I do that before I fall asleep, I just fall asleep right after that. It's like my my brain knows, oh, okay, you know what you've done. You know what you're grateful for. And now that you did this, it's time to go to bed. And I just fall asleep. I have an alarm that goes off at 4.45 every morning. But I wake up at 4 o'clock for the most part, except for the days I'm late, which happens every once in a great while. But for the majority of the time, I just wake up at 4. I don't even need the alarm because I slept when I slept and I woke up when I woke up. And I know that sounds funny, but I didn't toss and turn all night. And if I ever do toss and turn, it's because something is bothering me that I know I haven't figured out yet. It's not that it's bothering me that I didn't do it. I just didn't figure it out yet. And I know that. So then I say, oh, I got to just let that marinate. Take care of yourself. Your ego will be marginalized. Or the ego will be marginalized. You guys, I have 10 seconds. Have a great day. I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.